When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, looking good in Raptors gear, are you? I'm your producer. I'm Matt Duncan. Freddie, how you doing? Last one before the holidays. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Are you ready? Go. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling okay. You know, oh, good. Answer. <laughs> um, we got a we got a really fun episode today. Um, thanks if you're you know you're tuning in for the first time. You're coming back. We are with Raptors Republic. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's get going and bring bring these guests on, shall we, Maddie? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, guest number one. Um, I'm told he's coming in hot. He had some predictions uh, <laughs> that didn't sit well with our audience last time. Um, in regards to the Raptors hitting their over, uh, I, I literally bet on the over, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing great, but um, yeah, he's an amazing comedian, uh, one of my longest friends, uh, incredible stand up writer. I mean, just like all around tal- talented dude. You can shoot well on the basketball court if that matters to you. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're home alone, for Adam Christie. <laughs> His screen's not frozen, guys. I well, you can see him blank. I'm back. <laughs> Adams. Most, most controversial guest in Confederacy of Dunks history. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're a guy, uh, a guy called me a clown, Freddie. I know, I saw in the comments. Uh, a, smug, a smug clown. Yep. And I didn't uh I didn't back you up. I just let it happen. Yeah, you you were nowhere to be found in any comment section about that episode of the podcast. No. I did, however, really enjoy the show. A friend of ours, uh, uh, mutual friend of ours, Marco Moltisanti, also a former guest of the pod, uh, he came in, um, and then someone named like uh, Grandpa Jones or something. He came in. Things <laughs> <laughs> got really w- internet weird, you know? Yeah, because we, ha- we have a long standing with some of our oldest friends. Uh, um, text thread and someone i think you mentioned on the thread that people were hating on me on this thing and i was like oh that's pretty funny because i do legitimately think it's funny but marco marco took it to another level and i think had like a five turn argument with this random person (laughs) who admitted he's like listen this is a burner account that i shout at people with and uh, (laughs) this is just what i'm doing and marco was like fuck you, yeah, Mark. Marco's an electrician. He'll shock you to death. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I have friends who would die on the sword for my takes. Yeah, you know, you need that. 
Um, okay, let's bring on guest number two. Also a very good friend. Um, done the podcast, uh, I mean, a, a solid number of times. Uh, he's one of the people who I talk basketball with the most. Uh, I've used his ideas as topics on the pod this year. Uh, just a, an incredible comedian. Dare I say, one of the very best producers of comedy in the city slash Canada. I know he's uh, he's got a lot of fun stuff in the works. So I'll let him plug that later. But please give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Dan Gallia. <laughs> oh, he was reading. Cool. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey. Hi. What are you, what are you reading? Uh, Rule of the Bone. Cool. Okay. Is that one of the Bones books? Yeah. It's one of the Bone Thugs and Harmonies. Uh, I think it's Crazy Bones autobiography, so... Wow. Um, Page two. That's what I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. nice. Keep, keep, keep with it. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. Dan, how are you? Thanks for joining the pod again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm really, really good. I'm uh, in the best shape of my life and uh, (laughs) just been eating well and just kind of taking care of myself. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Good. Happy to hear, man. Um, Can I I bring something up uh, before with the, I've never seen myself with these headphones on. Doesn't my head shape, isn't my head shape the classic alien head shape with these headphones on? Yeah, you look like an alien, bro. I wasn't going to say that. Like perfect oval alien, man. Um, Before we get into it, uh, we are going to do something special at the end of the pod. Uh, And Dan, this is is your work. So I just want to let you introduce the concept to the audience. Yeah, um, I asked all of the questions that Freddie gave us uh, for the podcast to uh, an AI, ChatGPT, and um, let it answer the questions and uh, came up with some really interesting answers. And uh, yeah, I think you'll find them really interesting too. Sweet. Well, we'll go over our highlights uh, as our fifth and last bonus question. But, you know, let's dive into the Raptors. Maddie, good sir. Give me your weirdest Weird Al Raptor sting. Hey, Bobby Webster. Yep, that's weird. Somehow Weird Al seems more under. I feel like Matt stretched out his voice. Trust in Masai. Right, class. That's a a classic now. Masai. Um, uh, just an offensive pronunciation of Masai's name. Um, shout out to Masai. Um, okay, let's go to you first, uh, Adam Christie. Let's go to you first. Um, oh, God, okay. So uh, I'm going to start with a, a really good tweet from um, uh, Blake Murphy. Everyone knows Blake Murphy, uh, you know, Raptors media legend. Um, so he shared this before, after the Golden State loss, before the 76ers loss, a tweet. Um I'm just going to read it. Uh, this is only the sixth five-game losing streak for the Raptors in the Ujiri era. Not quite unprecedented, but getting close. Uh, so uh, we lost nine and seven games in the 21 season, the Tampa Tank. Um, we lost uh, five games um, in uh, 2017. Uh, uh, afterwards, we, we ended up trading for uh, making the uh, Ibaka and Tucker moves. Um, in 2015, it was a prelude to the Wizards sweep. Uh, and in uh, 2013, Messiah's first year, uh, it uh, ended up ha- the, the Rudy Gay trade happened. Um, uh, and now this one. So my question is, 
this is now the uh, third biggest losing streak in the Masai era, Adam. How do you mm-hmm. think Bobby and Masai are going to respond? I believe that they're going to wait for a little while. I don't think a major thing. I think if anything happened right now, it would be considered a panic trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know about the situations. I you know didn't look up the other situations where we had five games losing streaks and something happened right after, but we're missing our two top five guys in Precious, who's maybe like our sixth or seventh best player. So it is kind of an unfortunate losing streak because also out of the last six losses, four of them have been within four points. So this losing streak has been a little bit unlucky and obviously injuries has have played into it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they hold Pat. I don't think anything happens. I yeah think you're 100% right. We also have a lot of evidence of Masai and Bobby not operating um in in a in a panicky way uh and you know if anything really deciding to hold down the fort when things are aren't going well, right? It's going to it's going to be annoying. It already happened on the low post episode uh, two episodes again, but like the rap it's like buckle up because the Raptors are now the Indiana Pacers and people are going to be looking at this team for scraps. Like yeah, for the next week or so, or up until the holidays or after the holidays, like you're going to be here a lot of theoretical OG Ananobi trades. Like that's what we're in for for the next two weeks to a month. That's a great point. I think fans need to kind of yeah buckle up and prepare for that because you know I I've said before I really think that you know there's obviously the glamour markets and you know uh, the NBA has uh, you know some of the most if not the most small markets in uh, any of the major leagues in North America and I understand that Toronto is not a small city but in the American landscape we are considered a, you know a small market um, and I think. For the longest time, we are sort of, you know, we were kind of thought of as a feeder team. Mm-hmm. We're a team that, you know, should strive to make things better for the Lakers uh, or the Knicks and like sell low on our assets. And obviously, Masai does not roll like that. No. But I think that's a very good point. Um, I'm sure most of those trades, I mean, hell, in the summer, right? Uh, we saw uh, a pick and Kevin Hart floated for OG Ananobi, who might be the defensive player of the year. Yeah. So I think, you know, and then, you know, in response to that, OG's name was then in rumors for KD. So I think uh, amongst other players as well, but you know, yeah, I I think Masai very much values his assets and the people who pay close attention can expect there to be no panic moves. Um, yeah, where are you, where are you at, uh, Dan? What do you think? Like, you know, knowing Bobby, knowing Masai, uh, you know, do you think they're? Are you with Adam? Are we going to like wait and see? Right, I mean, with Auto Precious and yeah, no, and I here. actually I think they're going to panic trade, but um, <laughs> yeah. I think that it's time to sell. Um, no, I uh, I do agree with Adam and you guys. I think that it's um, it's going to be a thing where they got they have to wait and see what this team is because it's just been like even if people have come back from injury, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm never the same right away. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when I'm sick, I'm like tired for a week. And it's like, we look, think of these players like robots. And it's like, 
you know, someone's sick and then they finally come back and you're like, why aren't they playing perfect? And it's like, well, maybe Fred's just still tired from being sick. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. and there's a lot of just like human stuff that happens. I think that gets kind of swept under a rug because you just want these players to play like the millions of dollars they're getting paid for, but really they're human. And when they get sick or injured, things aren't the same afterwards. So I think that they're going to wait and see what happens when this team actually is healthy and see what it looks like. But I do think if it's like, you know, even close to what it is right now, vibe wise and the trade deadline comes, I could see like, OG being possibly like if we're going to make a huge trade, I think he would be the person like Adam was saying uh, that is going to be talked about a lot. But I also think Boucher could be on the chopping block or Mm -hmm. Gary Trent, just because these are people that are always brought up during these times. So I I don't know if those would happen, but Adam, what's up? I'm just thinking um, people aren't as good when they come back from injuries. Dan, have you ever seen a movie called Rookie of the Year? (laughs) You're a clown. You're a clown. (laughs) Adam's just just taking it out on other guests. Yeah. Um, No, I I have seen that movie, Adam, and I always thought that was just kind of a baseball thing that could happen. I didn't know that it was all sports, but. Yeah. It is all sports, yeah. No, okay, yeah, I cool. think, yeah. Um, I forget what the exact injury is, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, when Otto comes back, he can throw a basketball uh, faster <laughs> than anyone With his um, toe. <laughs> breaks the backboard. <laughs> it's, it's not going to help us score or no. run any place, um, but he'll be able to, like, whip it hard. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I think stay tuned for that. Um but yeah, I mean, um, I, I think I think this is sort of the sort of the measured take, right? Uh, you know, we did some trade talk last week, and the, uh, you know, uh, as Adam said, we'll 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 kind of couch that for now because whether we want to talk about it or not, uh, I think the rest of the league is going to be you know floating like. Do you guys want to give up Pascal for uh, a bag of chips or like you know like, like so we're gonna have to like deal with that a lot and and also. You know, uh, for the fans that are panicking out there, hey, we've lost six games in a row. You know, there's there's some legitimate, uh, you know, reason for that. And, uh, you know, Katie Heindel was on the pod uh, last week and she said, you know, she felt like the problems, uh, I thought it was well put, are, aren't existential. They're more practical, which I totally agree with. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's nice to know, but uh, losing games sucks. And... Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I had huge expectations for this team, particularly in the regular season. So uh, I got some egg on my face right now anyways. Um, But let's go to you, Dan, for the next question. And um, yeah, so this is sort of just... uh, Just, you know, dipping into some some dark times here. Um, You know, we've all been Raptors fans for, for a very long time. And I'm wondering what your darkest time uh, as a Raptors fan is or was. Yeah. I think there's darker times than the time I'm about to mention, but for me, like that, like weird time when Vince Carter hated being here and he was refusing to dunk, which was like his whole thing. And uh, yeah, that sucked. 
Yeah, that really sucked because it was like so frustrating. And and also it's not like even with him playing his best, we were really competing for a championship that year or any year. Mm-hmm. So it was just like the team was just a team you were watching for fun with no real expectations. And then you had the guy that was the funnest player to watch on the team saying, I don't see why I should have to dunk. And he's like a dunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a great answer. And I mean, you know, it came out later, but apparently Vince was even, I mean, this is a rumor, obviously, but telling other teams the plays we were running. Right. Like right. So yeah, like that's bad, right? Like that's like yeah, exactly. If Pascal comes out in front of the media and he's like, Oh, just a heads up, um, I'm never spinning again, we'd be like, shit. That's like pretty great when you spin though. And he'd be like, yeah, I don't spin anymore. Sorry. I'm working on another part of my game. It's only uh fadeaways, <laughs> you know, that, that would be rough. And I, I remember that that was horrible. Um, and uh, I think part of my fear with, uh, you know, with, with a star um, and I, I don't think he has the same buildup and the team's different, but I've always been a little bit, I think part of my, I guess, trepidation around Scotty is like, yeah, what's what's he gonna be like if things aren't going well, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the you know the sort of like the the DNA of Fred and OG and and Pascal. They've kind of gotten to the other side, won a championship, and they're not these like like super high draft picks. So you know, obviously they weren't the rookie of the year sort of thing. Again, I don't want to project anything negative on Scotty because uh, I feel like he has good attitude. He's in a good system, and you know, so a, a lot of the Scotty critique is overblown this year. Yeah. He, he's, you know, doing fine in his sophomore year, I think. Um, but also, if he does anything but be a complete baby, that's huge. Because, like, I don't, I, when I was, like, his age, I was, in, like, insane. You know what I mean? So it's like, totally. I don't understand how any young 20, anything with money, who's, like, gotten so much hot air blown up them because they are legit good, could possibly not be a little bit of a baby or a little bit, whiny if things don't go right i think as long as he can grasp it and eventually come around that's all Mm -hmm. we can really hope for because he's going to have moments where he he's 22 or whatever how old he is right so it's like he's gonna have those moments those normal again i just i always bring things right back to like these human things that just are like yeah, this is just people this is how people are it's not about this guy being a superstar who like you know, is spoiled or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's about him being a regular kid who has to be twenty one learn and learn. We're, we're grown men. If you're a grown man and a twenty year old who's not your son brings <laughs> you joy, you shouldn't be allowed to be mad at that twenty one year old yeah. when he becomes twenty one. <laughs> um, Adam, how dare you? We as people are entitled to project <laughs> our rage onto others um, in weird, creepy manners. Um, no, but uh, Adam, what's your, uh, you know, yeah, me and you, we used to, you know, share season seats. Uh, we've been through some dark times. Yeah, we had a uh, falling out. Yeah, we had a big falling out. That was like, I wasn't going to bring that up, but. Um, That's why we don't share season seats anymore. That's right. Um, well, Adam used to throw paper airplanes. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, what's, what's your darkest time as a Raptors fan? I thought about this a lot, and there have been a lot. There's yeah. been, uh, you know, the Wizard sweep. Yes. Um, there's been star of the team, Andrea Bargnani, having 20 yes. points a game, yeah. signing Hito Turkoglu, Oof. signing Jermaine O'Neal. 
But I think the darkest time for me was, remember when LeBron drank the beer? <laughs> remember yeah. when LeBron faked that he was drinking a beer <laughs> when he was playing yeah. the Raptors in the playoffs? And he also he spun the do. ball in front of Serge. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Harlem Globetrotter style, he spun the ball. <laughs> he did stuff that you don't see players have the audacity to do in a preseason game in the NBA playoffs against the Toronto Raptors. And that was yeah. pretty much the Lebronto era of every of Raptors fans being so upset that me, the media didn't take us seriously. And the media was just like, well, LeBron's just going to kill this team. And we were like, no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would every single year was uh, pretty terrible. Once you win the championship and you feel what a championship is like, you do realize that going to the playoffs and embarrassing yourself uh, is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's good experience for players to have sort of like, like high leverage competitive scenarios, but yeah, getting like the narrative, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier um, about like the Phoenix suns. Right. And like, that loss was devastating for them. You know, they almost, the full team almost kind of like combusted on itself. I, I think Jay Crowder still hasn't returned. Not necessarily because they lost, but yeah, like there was some pretty big fractures on that team. Uh, and I think that, you know, losing in such embarrassing fashion uh, was a huge part of that. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting too fancy with this. It is the Wizards sweep. Uh, there are a lot of options out there, a lot of dark times. Um, you know, I'm just going to go through quickly uh, the scores. So we lost an OT game one, mm-hmm. uh, ended up lo- losing uh, 93 to 86. Game two, 117 to 106. Game three, 106 99. So uh, 17 points. And game four was 125 to 94. We lost by 31 points. In game four, uh, that was that's probably the most irate I've ever been as a Raptors fan. Um, I was furious with uh, uh, that was uh, the 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 um, uh, Lou Williams six man of the year year, um, and uh, I, I was furious with Casey. I was demanding Casey get fired. Uh, I, no one was listening to me. Like I was just yelling at my friends, uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that's like my most, you know, just just out of control. Because, you know, it came after the Brooklyn year, right? Where we lost in game seven. It was so dramatic. Um, and and obviously, Masai, you know, didn't didn't blow up that team and kind of kept with it. And, uh, you know, we had a championship a couple years later. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move to some NBA stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matty, good sir. Uh, it's all Weird Al stings now. Uh, give me your weirdest Weird Al NBA Sting. This is Adam Silver, honk, honk. Dude. Adam Silver, honk, honk. Uh, I'm also going to get uh, Matty D to pop on in. All right. Get, get the silly segment going here. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, uh, lots of fun stuff this year. We've already talked about the beam. Uh, in Sacramento, uh, I've recently been made aware of uh, the the uh, Memphis Big Walk or the Big Memphis Walk. Uh, it's incredible. It's basically the team listening to one of their favorite songs, slowly walking down the hall uh, and kind of jumping around and 
pointing around uh, and just kind of being silly and weird. And I love it. You, you can tell teams are in a good place. Like, you know, you're not going to see the Spurs do that right now, right? You're not going to see a team that's losing every game be like, hey, what if we like get silly and walk down the hallway for two minutes before every game? I don't know. Um, that, that one guy has a one-handed free throw. They could get silly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they could all do the free throw for the rest of the year. That's a good way to tank, you know? Yeah. People yeah. want to tank, just like instruct your whole team to shoot free throws with one hand. <laughs> uh, also, uh, shout out to that guy. I think uh, someone in uh, Dylan Gott uh, um, uh, pointed out, uh, yeah, a, a friend of the pod, Dylan Gott, uh, also has one of the most famous moments on here where he went missing during the middle of an episode. Um <laughs> Uh, he was okay, but uh, it was pretty dramatic and amazing. Um, why, why did he go missing again? Oh, because he's can't at t- work. Oh, yeah, he's at work. Yeah, he was at work, but he let's have just that job anymore. No, yeah, oh, he doesn't have that job. Okay, yeah, he was at work and he got busted for being at work. <laughs> it was great. Doing and a before, podcast at work. <laughs> and before the pod, he said, "I'll never get caught," um, which was so <laughs> awesome. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, he pointed out that the 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 guy. Um, uh, oh God, what is his name? I'm going to look it up. Uh, uh, it might be Sp- Spokane. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But he has the same number uh, as Rodman when he played with the Spurs. And he also has uh, the bright green hair. And people were also editing uh, on Twitter. like uh, They're using his, his hair as green screen. So there's a lot of good stuff going down there. Um, but back to the big Memphis walk. Uh, Maddie, I'm going to start with you. Pick a team... Um, like a, and I want to, I want a tunnel ritual of some kind. So, so give me a team, give me their tunnel ritual. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this makes any sense, but it's the the visual that I have. I don't know if this needs to be made into some kind of tunnel float that the team is on, but I want the Miami Heat to be like. <laughs> riding Kyle Lowry's ass like a magic carpet to Will okay. Smith music and I know he's still a little bit of a contentious character right now but we're going to we're going to try and soften that a little bit more. Yeah, let's work on his image. <laughs> so, we're going to go hard on the slaps once the team like gets out to the court. They're just doing a bit of a three-stooge slapathon through the anthems. So it's going to okay, really what slapping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and like yeah. I want I want pies on the on the seats for the fans. Sure. So we could do a little bit of the throwing and not every game, but just some. But yeah, I would like I feel like how could you not have some kind of goofy dance to Will Smith for the Miami Heat, right? <laughs> like it's the most uh, of any hip hop artist, it's uh, the the goofiest, right? And I, I Wait, feel have you, have you have have you specified which song yet? Yeah. Isn't it the the one Miami? Like, we're going to Miami. Welcome yeah. to Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. West. It, it, it could be men in black. You know? Now, remember, yeah, sure. Kyle riding Kyle Lowry's ass like a magic carpet. Very yeah. important visual. Don't know how we're going to make that work, but it's important, and it's a game breaker for me. So, And they're slapping the ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of slapping. All over the place. Um, <laughs> I would love to see the team slapping the ass. And cutting to a veteran crying in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> the most respectful thing. You could do. And if Miami, if Miami ever goes uh, to the West, like on a road trip, 
they could change the song to Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, classic, uh, Matt, you, you started this off so well. And and now I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it there's a, there's a theme with a lot of Matt's ideas. <laughs> Complete mess on the court. So yeah. he, wants pop, he wants everyone throwing pies, uh, I guess, from all areas of the arena. So a lot of those I... pies aren't. Love delays. I love it. I love when you're sitting there waiting for, you know, lights go out, speakers on fire. I, I just think it's great for the game. Yeah. And you want people throwing pies from every direction. <laughs> yes. So a lot of people just in the stands getting uh, hit by pies. Yeah. Um, good, good stuff. Yeah. Let's make sure the pies are cold. No one, nobody needs to get burned. No, no hot pies. No hot pies. Hot pies. Okay. Everyone's uh, getting scolded. No hot pies. Badly. No hot pies. Okay. Um, good. Uh, great start. Um, Let's go to you. Uh, let's go to you, Adam. Um, what's your team? What's the ritual? Unfortunately, Matt stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine was a meat pie, though. Mine was like a shepherd's pie or a meat pie, though. Sure. <laughs> top, top to bottom, just uh, everything I was about to say. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> wow. <okay. laughs> well, uh, Adam, if you have a backup, we'll come to you. But you All know right. what? Yes, yeah, sometimes. You know, these questions, uh, they get stolen, right? So um, <laughs> my, my backup is um, just in the tunnel while the Lakers are getting ready. One of the lesser known players goes up to LeBron and goes, what's my name? <laughs> oh, that's that's good. A LeBron quiz. Uh, and yeah, does LeBron know Max Christie's name? I don't think he does. <laughs> Yeah, very. Oh, speaking of names, uh, the spur I was talking about was Jeremy uh, SoCal uh, or so- Social. So Chan. Oh my God. I messed this up so many times. C O S O C H A N. Jeremy Sokan. I'm going to say. Wow. After making fun of Maddie Yikes. for his pronunciation of Masai. Yikes. Hey, that was Weird Al. Um, that was Weird that was Al. A robot was Weird Al. Freddy? Clown. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, I love how you heard Matt's idea and you're like, I'm going to save my clown call out for Matt. It's not that. That's a good idea. Slaps and pies. Um, okay, Gallia, Dan Gallia, what's up? What um, is your who's your team? What's the ritual? This has to be the first time this has happened, but Adam actually took my answer. Wow. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, my my answer. I, I was saying the uh, the Brooklyn uh, Nets should surround Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, and uh, they should all jump up and down singing Britney Spears is toxic. Oh, so just like really. Oh, because they're toxic. Right. <laughs> there we go. Nice. There we go. That's good. Yeah. Um, I went straight mm. to every time I hear that that reference, I'm like, what a good song. But no, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the message yeah. of the song. But they're like in the middle of the team, and they're like making homemade like Turkish delight in like a big vat. <laughs> this is wow. good. Yeah. This is good. I'm I'm glad that yeah, this it wasn't complete until you brought the uh, the idea of a vat in the tunnel. Yeah. Um, so it's a big steaming vat of homemade <laughs> Turkish delight. Yeah, we'll get we'll get the same people who brought in uh, Dwayne Casey's giant rock to uh, ship that vat into the Brooklyn Nets arena. Um, Do you think he brought the rock to Detroit? Um, a hundred percent. I think he he brought it in. Um, and, and the same people, the same team, probably same insult team. I'm sure got the job in Detroit. They were like, so you're the head coach. He's like, great, great. I will be the head coach on one caveat. You got to move a big rock. from 
Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope I hope so. Um, and then they were like, "Great, now that you have the Rock in here, we're only going to start to tank in two years." Um, but so the, you have two years of just doing something. Uh, we'll get rid of Blake Griffin and we'll tank in two full years from now. Um, okay, my idea, uh, pretty simple, just going with a name. Uh, anyone who listens to this podcast a lot knows I love birds. We got the Atlanta Hawks. I want a Hawk released from the tunnel. Um, a different player every game gets to be the person who kind of like, you know, like sort of like a little bit of like a, a light, uh, like, you know, release the beam thing. But this is releasing a Hawk. Uh, one of my favorite things, my, my little brother used to work at Medieval Times. Um, and there was a Falcon that's part of a lot of the shows. And uh, there'd always be a part of the show uh, where the, the Falconeer would come out and like the Falcon would fly around. And my brother Thomas would, would tell me it was, it was, it was genuinely 50, 50, whether the Falcon would come back. <laughs> so yeah, the Falcon often would just go up in the rafters and the person would be like waiting and trying to get it to come back down. And if it was a good day, the Falcon came back. If it was a bad day, the rest of that show went on with a falcon yeah. watching. Um, so. Can I just say that bird trainers have, like is the biggest scam in like the world? Like I mean, because like what they don't tell you, and like what you just assume if you don't talk to them, is that like they have these birds trained to do like crazy things, right? But like every time I've ever used a bird trainer or talked to one, they just go, "You're like, oh, can you get the bird to like jump off a branch?" And they go, "No." And then you're like, oh, you can't? And they're like, no, it's a bird. It does whatever it wants. And you're like, oh, okay. I thought they were trained. And then no. (laughs) It's just everything's a fluke. Yeah. No, I think birds are really (laughs) smart. The trainers only have food. And that's basically the relationship there. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm glad you you took took a moment there to slam bird trainers around the globe. (laughs) (laughs) Shame on them. Um, May I? Sure. Dan? Yeah. Clown. <laughs> wow. Second clown moment for Dan going after training. Um, this is good. Okay. We're going to do, we have a, a special bonus question, but we're going to do uh, our last question. Maddie D, thank you for starting uh, that uh, se- the silly section off with uh, ass slapping and pie throwing. <laughs> um, appreciate you. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, Adam, let me go to you on this one. Uh, and um, yes, who, who, what player so far? So you know, like a, I guess a, a third of the season, um, not quite. But who, what player do you think is having the best redemption year? Freddie, I'm glad you asked. My answer is a sad one. Hmm. Because this was, would have been my answer about five days ago. Okay. Anthony Davis was having an incredible redemption. Season. He was. If you would have, if if I was able to bet on Anthony Davis not being good this season, I would put a zillion dollars on it. And then he came out and he was God. Almost single-handedly leading the Lakers back to maybe a play-in spot. And now he's injured for a month. And what a tire fire that team is. Yes. All right, um, Anthony Davis, I love you. I drafted you in my fantasy keeper. I've had you f- forever. You've ruined many of my seasons. Mm-hmm. But I hope you get better soon. 
Me too. He's in one of my fantasy leagues as well. And I'm pretty sure he was the reason I was in first. Um, yeah, I mean, injuries suck. And I think he's had a lot of weird ones too. So, you know, it's hard to say he's like injury prone, but it's also hard not to, right? Because he's just constantly injured. Oh, he's injury prone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, he had some like just absolutely, I mean, statistically insane games, but I think just uh, a type of dominance few other players uh, can ever hit in their career. And I think this season, yeah, small handful of, of players have even kind of like hit that territory. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis redemption, hopefully maybe, you know, not, not a sad ending and he comes back and continues a redemption. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lakers fans. How you doing? Um, Dan, what's up? Who's your who's your redemption player? Um, I'd have to say probably Zion. Yes, great. I mean, like, because like everyone was like, you know, he's so out of shape, and like everyone was just being so hard on him and like releasing all these pictures, and it's just like, I don't know. I felt so bad for him, and then this year he comes in, and it's just like immediately everyone's talking about him like he's the player everyone always thought he was, and it's like, oh. No one's like making a big deal out of like how stupid they were, but you know what I mean? But they're like, Oh yeah, yeah of course he's good. And it's like, no, not of course. You all said he was a fat loser like two months ago and now he's playing well and no one said he would, you know. Are you insinuating that the average fan is not accountable with their wild takes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I know a lot of bird trainers that were like, this guy's never Don't. coming back. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, a, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say with like, uh, I have a special kind of uh, thing for Utah too. Yeah. As, as a team. I, uh, yeah. You, yeah. No, no. You, Utah Watanabe. Oh my God. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> But that's just, uh, yeah, just because I like him and I, I'm happy he's doing better. Hey, no, that's that's also a great pick because he, you know, he got, you know, he didn't get, like, I, I was surprised we didn't bring him to camp. Like, we didn't even get a chance to make our team. It was just like, no, we're moving on from you. And he's a rotation player um, for a team that's doing really well. And, yeah, just like, you know, has this, like, like, like historic, he's having this, like, you know, type of historic shooting season. So, um, really, really hard worker too. Uh, I uh, I miss Utah Watanabe quite a bit. Uh, great, great player. I'm, I'm I'm so happy for him. Like, you know, just goes to show you how much talent there is in the league. And especially um, and, getting dunked on that hard, you want a guy to redeem himself. Oh my God! Yeah, the Anthony Edwards dunk. That was that was a dunk mm-hmm. for the ages. But you know, also, I mean, I always got to say this: you don't get dunked on that hard unless you are a fearless shot blocker. Like you know so what? many I'm, people are just nowhere near that. I know? I was with you, but I'm zagging on this. If you get dunked on, you shouldn't have been up there. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Adam, people, this whole take that <laughs> oh, if you get dunked on, you're this hero who tried to block a shot. No, <laughs> you know what you are? You're a clown. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Adam's coming for you. You are you a shot blocker who who gets dunked on? You're a clown. Don't even try. And that's the way of Bargnani. Um, Bargnani never got dunked on. That's right. Bargnani, he actually did. But, you know, he tried to not be in the vicinity of a layup. So uh, he worked hard. 
um, Il Mago, uh, you know, so many talents. Check his Insta. Uh, <laughs> Does he have one? Uh, he did at one point, and he, he listed like nine things that he did. Um, like DJ, wedding planner, Whoa, um, wedding yeah, planner. artist, magician. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like, I didn't realize, like, he was basically like, it was cool. It was like, oh, man, this guy really does a lot of shit. Um, bird, bird trainer. He was training birds. Yeah, bird and trainer, but he can actually get him to come back, <laughs> hop on a branch. Um, okay. Uh, mine, um, so he, he's not having his best statistical season, but sort of in a similar narrative way, you know, and he's actually had okay years, um, you know, the, the, the past, past couple of years, but this uh, is by far his uh, uh, best uh, effective field goal percentage year. And, and also just playing against him as a Raptor fan, I was really appreciating his arc and that's Markel Fultz. Um, uh, you know, he, he uh, certain players, right. You know, Anthony Bennett, um, Kwame Brown, Marco Fultz, uh, you know, that, that first overall pick can be so deadly and the pressure is just awful. And I remember the conversation with Fultz, you know, he has the yips, he'll never be able to shoot again. Uh, he's shooting like, like 46% from three, uh, you know, short sample size, like 11 games or something. But I think, uh, he's a part of the solution, a solution in Orlando. And, um, yeah, well, one of my favorite things in the NBA is seeing a player that's been completely discounted uh, for whatever reason um, kind of produce at a high level and be part of a winning situation because um, it's hard and it's got to be rough to get just you know, be in the spotlight and, and overly critiqued like that. So uh, shout out to Fultz. Um, that's my pick. Uh, and uh, I think... That does it for the regular questions, but we're going to do a bonus question. Uh, Maddie D, I will uh, get you to come in and participate in this question as well. Um, so just to remind everyone, uh, Dan, use uh, chat GPT, GPT yeah. chat, um, which is the, uh, I guess, the software taking the world by storm. You, you kind of, uh, what's the best way to describe you coach an AI? to give you an answer or construct an answer that is similar to what you're looking for. Yeah. You can um, ask an AI questions and give it parameters to answer those questions. So that it answers in a way that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the AI answered all of my questions, uh, and we have some, some pretty good highlights here. Um, I'll let you, y'all go first. I can go last here. Um, let's go to you first. Uh, Dan, out of the questions that I asked, what is your, your favorite sentiment or your favorite answer given by the AI? Well, like the AI, if you read the answers, like mostly gave pretty decent answers and I was surprised. Yeah. But the one I like the best is the one that it just answered like so crappily, which is uh which is the third question, which is um the tunnel routine question. Yeah. And it, and because it just said like it didn't really give any kind of answer to this. It just said yeah. Milwaukee's a good team. And so like they should probably have an energetic tunnel routine that like helps them be energized. And it's like, yeah, I mean, every team you could say that about. It was very unspecific. And that's kind of the type of answer I would expect from an AI, which is why those other answers seem so good. Um yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. It definitely seems like it's like if you're if someone was chatting to you like that, uh, like they added you to like messenger or 
or Insta or whatever, you would you would follow up with saying, "Are you a bot?" Um, right. And they would but it's say, like, it's uh-huh, like, kind of no like when you don't do the book report, it's like it answered it like it didn't do a book report. It's like mm-hmm. it's like instead of talking about like the plot of the book, it's like books are a great way to pass time and fall asleep. <laughs> you can turn the pages and there's words that make sentences and you're like, yeah, OK. Wait, should, should we, should we, should we uh, has the audience heard any of these answers? Um, they, they haven't heard them all, but, uh, when you select your favorite thing, Matt's putting it up on the screen. So oh, okay. if you're checking YouTube, but, um, yeah, just for, for people listening in audio. Yeah. The, maybe that's a good idea, Adam. I'll, I'll, I'll read the, so yeah, the, the, for my tunnel question, the answer was, um, uh, if I had to pick a team for a tunnel routine, I would suggest that the Milwaukee Bucks do a pregame dance routine to get themselves pumped up before every game. The Bucks have a talented and energetic roster and a fun and energetic pregame routine could help them get into the right mindset for the game. So yeah, very generic, very vague, (laughs) but also, you know, technically answering the question in a, in a very uncreative way. Um, Adam, you are next. What is your favorite AI answer? Well, God, (laughs) these are so bizarre. They're so boring that they could be like an analyst on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. I don't want to insult any uh, you know Raptors journalists. I think number four because they answer Chris Paul, the the um, bounce back. They answer Chris Paul and James Harden, which is pretty good. Is a good answer. Yeah, that's that's that was uh this was mine as well. I I have a backup, but. Um, yeah, I'll read it for for those. Uh, Although listening. they say Sorry. another player who has had a strong redemption year is James Harden of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I <laughs> just read that AI busted AI Let's... clown. <laughs> oh, you got him. You're gonna go to a Raptors podcast. You don't know who James Harden plays for? Clown, smug yeah. clown. The AI doesn't have access to the internet and only has information up to last season. <laughs> yeah. This is this it is the part of the movie. Of NBA 2K20. <laughs> yeah. This is the part of the movie where the AI's face starts to droop. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and we're all. It's like Lakeith Stanfield in Get Out when he starts to get the nosebleed. The That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are officially in the uncanny valley. Um, and the robot revolution's coming. I, I will read the answer for everyone listening. Um, so yeah, obviously the question redemption year. Um, so the answer is there are several players who are having a strong redemption year so far uh, in the 2021, 20, 22 NBA season. One player who stands out to me is Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns after struggling with injuries and de- and declining performance in recent years. Well, that's not really true, but Paul has bounced back <laughs> in a big way this season, leading the Suns to the top of the Western conference and earning himself a spot on the all-star game, all-star team. I guess that's also, yeah, I don't know that's happened yet but um yeah uh another player who has had a strong redemption year is james harden of the brooklyn nets who has helped the end um, <laughs> has helped. uh okay uh maddie these are these are i don't know why i picked that these are bad answers like chris paul's having a worse season than he did last year i don't know what i'm talking about yeah he's been fairly injured um also yeah the phoenix suns are not a top of the you know it's okay um has helped james harden <laughs> Um, Maddie, Maddie, who, yeah. who's your what's your, what's your what's your answer? And you know, I'll just like invite you to read it out as well since I'm doing that anyways. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with the second one. 
when it's asking about the darkest time as a Raptors fan. Uh, because like it, yeah, it makes sense. And I think you guys have also talked during the episode that this was a tough season. Uh, and it says that as a fan of the Toronto Raptors, my darkest time was probably during the 2013, 14 season when the team struggled to a 34, 48 record and missed the playoffs. It was a frustrating year for the team and its fans as the Raptors struggled to find consistent success and failed to build on the progress they had made in previous seasons. Now, it's also like, when did you become a fan, though? Because like I feel like the AI could have dug a little deeper. They, they had some <laughs> very bad early yeah, we, seasons we, where we they had like 16 the wins. And yeah, like... Um, um, the AI's answers are perfect. <laughs> but it seems, it does feel like a little more nuanced that they picked that one. They didn't go quite as deep as they could, but they're like, yeah, that's, you know, that was like, what, year two or three of Kyle? Something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of surprised too that didn't uh didn't, you know, like maybe say that like when when Scotiabank got rid of sort of shawarma um <laughs> it was a rough time because so many people wanted hot lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> um uh mine I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go with the first one here um which I think maybe I'll read it out. Yeah, it seems like the most kind of comprehensive answer maybe. So, uh yeah, you know, reflecting on like what Bobby and Masai might do. Um, with the, the recent losing streak, uh, it is difficult to predict exactly how Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster will respond to the current losing streak of the Raptors. However, it is likely that they will examine the team's performance and make adjustments as needed in order to try to turn the situation around. This could involve making changes to the lineup, implementing new strategies, or making personnel changes. Ultimately, the goal will be to find a way to get the team back on track and competing at a high level. So, so ve- yeah, very company speak. <laughs> yeah, because- yeah, very company speak. Didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it also said, what will Bobby and Masai do? Anything you can think of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they, it sort of grabbed every possibility. Um, it would, it would but, really impress uh, me if, the AI, if you asked the AI and the AI was just like, what is Coloco doing on the floor. <laughs> Send Coloco to the G League. Yeah. Malachi Flynn needs to pass the ball. <laughs> I, I will say I've read a lot of these AI, not just but like in general, the software. If I'm you know on the development team for the next software, I'm like, okay, main adjustment. We got to get this thing to be way pettier because um, oh, yeah. that's a ma- major human mm. trait. Yeah. Weird, petty shit. Uh, that, that you, you want people to believe it? Be like, yeah, I don't like um, whatever Jamal McGlure on the bench. Like when he when he cups his hands, he yells too loud or whatever. Um, by the way, I love that. Um, but uh, guys, that's the pod. Uh, we uh, we we had some bonus AI questions here. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Adam. Um, uh, Maddie D somehow has avoided being called a clown. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, before we kind of sign off here. Let me go to you first, uh, Dan. What's going on? What do you want to tell people about? Where can they check you out? Uh, you can go to dangalia.ca and check out some videos and stuff like that. Um, and look out for my debut album, Interdimensional, coming soon. Mm, great name. Uh, I'm glad that the album is far along, far along enough for you to be able to plug it. I'm very excited for it. Interdimensional, huge. Um, Adam, what's up? Uh, what are you doing? What do you want to plug? 
I'd just like to announce that my answer in the AI question, calling Chris Paul a bounce back player, <laughs> misinformed. And for that, I have to agree with the guy on the burner account. <laughs> I'm, I'm a clown. Wow. <laughs> what a fool. What an arc. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, uh, if you're checking in the YouTube, is crying hard. Um, uh, Adam, uh, I'm so sorry for that you're a clown. Uh, I, in fact, am a clown, a proud one. Um, I always laugh that it's used as an insult. Um, I like being a clown, but yeah. Uh, um, Adam, too, is a clown. Uh, Maddie D, um, mm. let's, uh, let's tell people what they need to know. Um, yeah, maybe we yeah. could, uh, we didn't talk about this before, but touch on some scheduling stuff too. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to get to that. Perfect. So yeah, let's start. This is our last episode of the year. We're taking next week off for the holidays. So thank you for listening and supporting this year. We'll continue season 10 just after the Pacers uh, play the Raptors on January 2nd. So I think we'll be back on the 4th. And then we're going to be off again because Freddie is going on a, a much-deserved honeymoon that got postponed week one of the pandemic. So he's going to be gone for a couple weeks, and they finally get to have that. So we'll be beginning at January and then at the end of January, and then we'll be back to regular in in February. And speaking of February, we are told to promote this. There is a live Raptors Republic show at the Rivoli Tuesday, February 7th at 6 p.m. at the Rivoli on Queen Street. There's links on RaptorsRepublic.com. The tickets are $20. They include a drink. And if you pay for that paywall, you're an all-star and you'll get the ticket for $10. So if you're looking for a a late Christmas gift, six six bucks a month for the the paywall and also go to RaptorsRepublic.com. We've got a ton of merch and stuff, sweaters, toques, Nick Nurse calendar, all kinds of stuff going on there. So you can, you know, get some late Christmas gifts in. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You you know, uh, I'll put the full episode up on YouTube since we're not, we're not going to be around next week. So a little more extra content for the watchers out there. And that's pretty much it. Thank you. Merry Christmas and uh, happy holidays. Hell yeah. Thank you, Maddie D for a great year. Um, uh, and thanks for everyone listening, supporting. Uh, and I'll add, yeah, you know, uh, support Raptors Republic. And uh, Catherine's uh, Nick Nurse calendar is amazing. Uh, I'll be at the event, too, so make sure you, you head there. It's going to be a good time. Pretty stacked cast. Um, cool. We will see you in, in the new year. Hopefully, uh, yeah, there hasn't been a panic trade. Or if you want a yeah. panic trade, I I am rooting against you. Um, but, uh Cool. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. And uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just say the words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast. 